Well, today we are going back into the book of Daniel, and we're talking about a turnaround. <laughs> it's amazing because sometimes life can go from good to bad really fast. Anyone you're like, oh my goodness, that just like things, this is not good all of a sudden. But it can also go the opposite way that you might be in a moment where you're like, this is the worst thing ever. And then a turnaround can take place and you're like, wow, this is the best thing that could have ever happened. We're going to see how God does that today. In the book of Daniel, as we turn from from chapter 1 last time into chapter 2 today, the, the atmosphere in the palace is changing. Have you ever experienced the atmosphere change? Maybe at your work, place of employment, you're like, we got a new boss and the atmosphere changed. No longer is it fun and, and welcoming. It is stressful and it is go, go, go. And it's, I don't, I'm, I'm just, there's something going on here. Have you ever sensed the atmosphere in a relationship change? Maybe even in your marriage? And you're like, whoa, <laughs> you went from the honeymoon phase to, wait, uh, who is this person? <laughs> Why are we having these struggles now? The, the atmosphere changes. Chapter 1 of Daniel closes with recognition and security <laughs> for, for Daniel and his friends. And it's like, yeah, they're recognized, there's security. But then chapter 2 introduces rejection and danger. Even over the last few years, the, the atmosphere in our nation has changed. The, the atmosphere in the, in the world has, has shifted. And, and in chapter 2, it is the second year of Nebuchadnezzar's reign, and he had a dream. This dream was so intense that his mind was troubled. <laughs> he couldn't sleep. He, have you ever had a dream where you're like, you're kind of freaking out and you're like, I, I don't know what to do. Maybe you wake up kind of crying and you're like, I'm just, I'm stressed. I'm, I, and so much to the point where you like are having a hard time sleeping now. Lindsay has been having these crazy dreams and she's like, I just keep having this dream that you and I are going up this hill and we just keep running into obstacles. So we're trying to figure out as we're making our way up this hill, how do we overcome these obstacles? <laughs> I think it was Shakespeare who wrote, uneasy lies the head that wears a crown. It's amazing that, that when there's responsibility, there oftentimes is stress and worry. You know, you, you, you find out you're, you're going to have a kid. You're like, yeah, it's all excitement. And then all of a sudden you bring the kid home and you start worrying about things you didn't worry about before. <laughs> and then the kid becomes a teenager and you're like, now I'm worrying about even other things I wasn't worried about before. Or, or you get promoted at work and you're like, wait, hold on. Now there's more to worry about, not, not less. And, and Nebuchadnezzar becomes emotional and unstable. <laughs> you ever been around someone who's emotional and unstable? What about if it's your boss? Or it's like, wait, hold on. He was worried. He was worried about the future. Like many are today, maybe you. 
He, he was wondering probably like, wait, hold on, how long, how long is this kingdom going to last? How long am, am I going to be ruler here? Like many people right now are worried. <laughs> how long? How long is it going to be until I'm able to retire? And you're actually worried. Or are you actually going to be able to retire? You're worried. How long? Hey, how long am I going to be trying to find a job? And you're worried that 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 you're going to run out of of money in the in the bank. Wondering and worried. The things that are most significant to us can cause the most stress. And so he called his magicians, his, his wise men, his counselors. And, and so he's like, hey, I, I've been having this dream. I want you to tell me the dream, and I want you to tell me what it means. He brought together his advisors. Our world today has a lot of advisors. <laughs> it is like our advisors today are experts at maybe even making some things up or taking some truth <laughs> and then really making it seem like it says more than it does, that that study proves more than it proves. That, that It's like, wait, ho hold on. They want to get us to feel more than we're thinking Be because it's easier to, to move large groups of people or even individuals really quickly emotionally than it is intellectually. And so the, these advisors for King Nebuchadnezzar are like, okay, tell us your dream. He's like, no, I'm not going to do that. I want you to tell me what my dream was, and then I want you to tell me the meaning. And if you're able to do that, guess what? You're going to be rewarded. <laughs> I'm going to hook you up. You're, you're going you're gonna to get all kinds of stuff. You know, you, you're going to just, I mean, I will take care of you. You're not going to have to worry about anything. But, but if you don't do this, you're going to be killed. <laughs> I'm going to destroy you. It's like, wait, hold on. There is a lot at stake here. This isn't some, oh, maybe we'll get this, maybe we won't. That's okay. Next time. No, there's a lot at stake. Someone right now, you're... You're joining right now, and there's a lot at stake. What, what you're facing, it's, it's not a small issue. The advisors told the, Nebuchadnezzar, like, no one on, what you are asking for, no one on earth can do. In fact, what you're asking for, no one on earth has even asked for this. It's impossible. What you're asking us to do, it's impossible. Are you facing an impossible situation? You're like, yeah, I, uh, the doctor's report? This is, I'm facing an impossible situation. Tr trying to provide for my family when our current financial state, this is an impossible situation. The, 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 this, my kid, this, this circumstance with, with them being checked into this facility, the, this is an impossible situation. And so they're like, we can't. He, he got angry. And he ordered them to be killed, all the wise men, which actually included Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He got angry. Isn't it amazing when, when people get angry? It's like they get angry and it's like, you're, we're going to kill you. They get angry, we want to cancel you. We get angry at, at something you do and so they want to fire you. And yet I want you to, to know that the greatest opportunities 
can come in the moments of greatest opposition. I'll say that again. The greatest opportunities can come in the moments of greatest opposition. And you're like, this is impossible. Well, what is impossible with man is possible with God. Oh, talk about a turnaround. Verse 14, when Arioch, the commander of the king's guard, had gone out to put to death the wise men of Babylon, Daniel spoke to him, how? With wisdom and tact. You don't have to react, you can respond. I know we tend to be reaction machines. <laughs> Things can set us off. You know, coworker just looks at you the wrong way. Boss says something to you. The, the kids do. We, we can be reaction machines, but we don't have to be. We can actually respond. Now, now here's the thing. Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego weren't even included in this conversation to begin with. <laughs> Maybe it was because they were newer, hadn't been around for so long. Whatever reason, they were excluded from this conversation, yet they're facing the consequences. Maybe that describes you. You're like, the company I work for? They're basically laying off a bunch of employees, and I was never even brought in to be part of the solution. You're in a situation, a circumstance, and it's like, I was never even brought in. But guess what? People can't keep you out of what God wants you in on. If God wants you in on this, it doesn't matter if people are trying to keep you out. Now, here's the thing, though. Don't lose your cool. <laughs> Don't lose your mind. Don't blow up. <laughs> Don't give people a piece of your mind. I remember my, my dad would often say, you can't unring a bell. <laughs> you can't. I've never rung a bell. Why would you, what are you talking? The point he was making is that once you say something, you can't unsay it. <laughs> Isn't it amazing? Little kids argue, take it back. You said that, take it back. How do you take that back? Once you've said something, you've said it. Once you've done something, you've done it. You can't you can't undo it. And so I want to encourage you, don't, don't lose your mind, even if it looks like you might even lose your, lose your life, lose your job, lose that relationship. It's important that not only do we operate in knowledge, but it says here he operated in wisdom. He responded with wisdom. You see, you can have knowledge, but do you have wisdom? Do you, do you know what to do with that knowledge? It says with wisdom intact. <laughs> In our world today, I don't think we know what that is. Let me, here's how the dictionary defines it. Tact is a keen sense of what to do or say in order to maintain good relations with others. <laughs> are you like, yes, not a whole lot of people who are speaking with tact today. But tact will get you through what talent cannot. Tact will get you through situations that seem impossible. Verse 15, he asked the king's officer, why? Why did the king issue such a harsh decree? So many people are like, why is this happening to me? God, why are you allowing this to happen to me? Daniel's asking, why did the king... Why, why, why did he do that? Now, it, it's the power of information. 
Have you ever thought about how powerful information can be? How will you resolve the circumstance you're in if you don't know the reason you're in it? Here's the thing, like, what, what's the reason the king was doing this? What's the reason Arioch was bringing the news? Even the situation right now with your boss, maybe. Well, what's the reason your boss is doing that? You're, you're having a struggle with your spouse. What's the reason? And you discover that by asking questions, not by making statements. Questions can be so much more powerful than statements. Arioch then explained the matter to Daniel. There's facts and there's feelings. So some people only want to deal in facts. Dude, stick to the facts, stick to the facts. But the reality is, as humans, we have feelings. And then there's other people who only want to deal with feelings. How does that make you feel? Tell me what you're feeling right now. From a feeling, what, from a feeling, what's going on on the inside? Okay, listen, it's not one or the other, it's both and. And if we're really going to work through situations and we're really going to work through circumstances and struggles and challenges and problems, we need to understand what are the facts, but also what are the feelings about the facts. <laughs> You're talking with your spouse and it's important to know, okay, what are the facts we're dealing with? But your spouse has feelings. Uh, you're struggling right now with something with your boss, it's important to know the facts, but also what are the feelings? Because there might be something going on that you don't even know about with your, with your boss. Maybe they're dealing with a health crisis of a loved one. Maybe they're dealing with, with something else. And yet an accurate explanation can help lead to an accurate understanding. That when things are explained to us accurately, we can operate in an understanding manner. Oh, can you imagine with you being a more understanding spouse? <laughs> can you imagine what would happen if you became a more understanding person to work with, with your coworkers? Oh, what could happen? Verse 16, at this, Daniel went into the king and asked what? For time, so he might interpret the dream for him. It's not just what you say, but it's also who you say it to. You see, there's the power of information, but then there's also understanding who the decision makers are. Salespeople know this. Oh, you can give the greatest sales pitch. You can, the, other, the person on the other line is like, this is awesome, I'd love to go with this. But if they're not the decision maker, it doesn't make a difference. We need to know what to say, but also who to say it to. And this can be difficult when there's the pressure of time. Oh, if you have all the time in the world, there may not be a whole lot of pressure. <laughs> but when there's the clock that's ticking, have you ever like played a game and this game is like, you know, with some friends, maybe it's a board game or something and there's really nothing stressful about the game necessarily, but you put a timer on it and you can see the timer or you can hear the, the tick, 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 and you're like, it becomes stressful. Why? 
because you know you're running out of time. <laughs> Do you remember the, those little, uh, it was a timer filled with sand, it was like the hour, and you would turn it and it would be like running out and you would, you would feel pressure and maybe right now you feel pressure because time is running out. You have an important decision to make and time is running out. You're like, what to do? Maybe you're having severe struggle right now with, with your spouse and you're like, Wait, what do I do? What if you say, time out? <laughs> what do they do in sports? Things, aren't, things are shifting, not going well. Let's, let's call a time out. We need a break. We need to rethink things. Time out. You can call time out before time runs out. And you're like, well, I'm running out of time. Well, even if time isn't on your side, God is. And God can make a way where there seems to be no way. So Daniel's asking, can you give us some time? Now, why would, why would Nebuchadnezzar allow this? Why would your boss allow what you may ask? Why would, you're like, why? Because Daniel and his friends had proven themselves to be effective. For three, for three years during all their training, remember Nebuchadnezzar found them to excel, to be 10 times better than everyone else. And so listen, when you're faithful and when you do well early on, it pays off later on when you need to ask something. So he allowed that. And Daniel's like, just give us some time and we'll, and we'll get you what you need. <laughs> it's like, wait, hold on. How, do, how does Daniel know this? He's saying it by faith. Faith doesn't ignore reality. Faith is just operating in a greater reality. That's why by faith, you're gonna launch that company. By faith, oh, you're, by faith, you're gonna excel at that school. By faith, you're gonna get, you're gonna get accepted into that program. Sometimes you just gotta operate by faith. You could know, like, my, my faith, I can trust it because it's been tested and God has proven faithful in the past and I know he's gonna be faithful now. Then Daniel, what did, what did he do? He returned to his house and explained the matter to his friends. He urged them to plead for mercy from the God of heaven concerning this mystery so that he and his friends might not be executed with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. Are you facing uh, a severe challenge? Are you facing maybe something like eviction, bankruptcy, termination? Are you, are, are you, you're like, I'm facing, what, what do you do? Well, here's the thing. Where do you go and who do you go to? This will make such a big difference in how things turn out. Where do you go and who do you go to? I'm talking about the places and the people. You see too many people, they get in a stressful situation and they go to unhealthy places and spend time with unhealthy people. The bar is not gonna solve your problem. Uh, going around a bunch of complaining people is not going to solve your problem. Going, going home and isolating <laughs> and just taking too many prescription drugs is not going to solve your problem. And too many people, they just want to numb the pain. They just want to kill the pain. They just want to isolate. <laughs> Anyone you're like, oh, I was an expert at uh, social distancing long before COVID ever came. You're like, but, but that is not a healthy way to live. It saddens me that some people really believe that they have nowhere to go and no one to go to. 
That's what the church is supposed to be for. <laughs> That's why you look at some people and like, they may have a lot of followers on social media, but they have, they have no friends. And you might be afraid, but you do not have to be alone. That you can join a community, that you can be plugged into church, that, that you can know that I got a place to go to and I got people together and I'm not going to go and panic alone. Too many people are right now panicking alone versus saying, I need some people where we can seek God together, where we can pray together, where together we can say, God, we are pleading, we are pleading to you to, to take action in this circumstance, where you go to and who you go to will often determine how this thing turns out. Verse 19, during the night, the mystery was revealed to Daniel in a vision. Isn't it amazing how often we're asking, we're praying to God, asking for him to do something, but we don't ever stop and listen <laughs> for the response, for the answer? Yes, yeah, sometimes we ask and we want it to come right away, but sometimes the answer doesn't come right away. Sometimes the answer doesn't come until it's getting dark out. Sometimes the answer doesn't come until it seems to be too late, until it seems like it's nighttime. But just because the answer doesn't come right away doesn't mean that the answer isn't on its way. But how does Daniel respond? It says, then Daniel praised the God of heaven. There's prayer requests. And then there's praise reports. I love gathering together sometimes with people. And even if you don't call it prayer requests and praise reports, doing that, having, having people that, that you can pray together with, but then you're also like, oh my goodness, you won't believe how God came through for my life. Here's what God did. I, I've been in this court situation and there's been this challenge. And guess what? It looked like it wasn't going to go well but you won't believe what God did. And you can take time to praise God for what he did. That should be our first response. Too often, we just want to move to the next thing we're praying for, to the next problem that we're asking God to solve versus saying like, we can lift up our greatest request to God, but we should also lift up our greatest praise when God comes through. And so Daniel ends up going to the king. He's brought before him. And the king's like, okay, so you got my answer. You can do this? And Daniel's like, uh, no, I can't. I can't tell you your dream and interpret it. <laughs> I wonder what that must have been like. Where Nebuchadnezzar's like, are you serious? Daniel's like, I can't. Nobody on earth can. But there is a God in heaven who can. Isn't this so different? how Daniel is operating in humility versus how so many operate today. Just go on social media in our flex culture. <laughs> Look what I got. Look what I can do. Oh, you're in a financial problem? I'm the only person who can tell you how to. I'm, oh, you got a relationship problem? I'm the only one. Oh, you, uh, you want to build this career? You want to get a side hustle? You want to do like, I'm the only, like, I got the answers. But frankly, Sometimes the answers we seek on earth can only come from heaven. This is not about like talking to the experts on earth. This, this needs to come from heaven. And Daniel told the king his dream and he gave him the interpretation. The king fell down before him. He's like, surely your God is the God of gods and the Lord of lords and the revealer of of mysteries, 
revealing the dream revealed the power of God. As followers of Jesus, we shouldn't just, just be operating in the natural realm. But as children of God, there's the, there's the supernatural realm where, where God can go beyond our natural abilities and, and our natural capabilities. Because what is possible uh, uh, with God is frankly not possible with people. Is there, there are things only God can do. And so, and so Nebuchadnezzar is thrilled, and he lavishes Daniel with all kinds of gifts. He hooks him up. <laughs> like, I don't know what you would like. So he probably, like, you know, got him like a Lambo and a Ferrari. <laughs> Not really. They didn't have those back then. But, uh, you know, maybe hooking him up with all the Gucci robes <laughs> and all the Versace stuff. And, like, hooking him up with, like, you know, maybe he got him a diamond earring <laughs> or gold chains. So, like, but... But, but how we live, would we have been satisfied? Do we live where it's just me or is it just like we? Because Daniel, Daniel takes a different approach. So many of us, Scott, handle my situation. God, to deliver me from my problem. Supply my needs. Where Daniel's like, yo, okay, thanks, but, but what about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Don't forget about the people who stood by you in the challenging times. That when you rise, those that stood by you should rise up with you. It's amazing that when we see the story of, of Daniel here, there's a parallel to the story of, of Joseph. That, that problems are the very thing that end up leading to promotion. Had there never been a problem, there never would have been a promotion. That the seriousness of the problem is the very thing that gave birth to the significance of this promotion. Are you facing an impossible situation in your family? You're like, it's now impossible. In your health? You're like, it's, it's impossible. There, there's nothing that the doctors can do. And you're like, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. Let's learn from Daniel and his friends. Seek God. It was the very thing that looked like it was going to take Daniel down is the very thing that brought him up. You might have just received the worst news. Imagine for Daniel, the, the worst news is you're going to be executed. What's the worst news you've just received? <laughs> Your spouse said, hey, I'm done. Bye-bye. The worst news. You're like, after all those faithful years of working at that company, um, you're done. <laughs> you're like, how do, I, how do I get a job now? Whatever the worst news you've received, it's amazing because when we seek God, God can turn the worst news into the best outcome. And what if you, the thing you think, you think it's over, this is impossible, the very thing you think is going to take you down is the very thing God uses to bring you up. I want you to know I am praying for you. In fact, I want to pray for you right now. God, I lift up every individual 
every couple, every family that is facing an impossible situation. Many right now are facing an impossible medical circumstance. Many facing an impossible financial situation. Many facing an impossible relational struggle. God, you know it. You, you facing an impossible struggle on the inside. God, I thank you that you're not just going to resolve the problem. God, I thank you that you're going to take the very thing that looks like it's going to take them down, and you're going to use that very thing to take them to a place they never dreamed possible, that it's going to go from, wow, what was the worst news turned into the best outcome I could have ever imagined. In fact, beyond that, beyond what I could ask, think, or even imagine, in Jesus' name, amen. I'm praying for you. I believe your best days are not behind you. They are ahead. Keep moving forward.